0: Hi, welcome to our newest episode of Defining Life. I'm going to make a quick disclaimer for this one. Uh, Depression is a serious topic, and only you know your own situation. I hope that you take this episode informationally and use it in conjunction with your own recommended care from your therapist or your doctor. Uh, When I speak in this episode, I'm speaking of my own experience. I'm not a therapist. I'm speaking of my own experience with myself, with the people that I'm friends with, with some of the people that are in our user group and with therapists that I have dealt with that use parts of our process in their therapy sessions. There is no cookie cutter solution for depression, but these are the steps that I believe work effectively for a lot of people. They've worked for me and they've worked for people that I have come in contact with. But there is no guarantee with any of this. So when I speak to you in this episode, I'm speaking to people in general. uh, You have to take into consideration your own treatment plan. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Keep moving forward. Hey, welcome to a new episode of Defining Life with me, Nick Forrest. Uh, I am the creator of the Define My Day Planner and the owner of Define Life, where we help you define a life you love with focus and passion. Today I want to talk about something that I've experienced and I know a lot of our users experience that currently use Define My Day, and that is navigating life with depression and how to plan a day when you're depressed. Uh, tips to help you plan more efficiently, to do it in a healthy way and so that you can improve your health over time. So how does it feel to try to navigate your day with depression? How does it feel to try to plan a day with depression? That you might feel stuck? unmotivated like cloudy kind of like you're moving through mud you have zero motivation zero concern for consequences or the ability to appreciate them at all like understanding or not even caring about the consequences of what happens today you just want to like sleep or sit around or maybe even feel better you just don't know how and then it could go into like a a, a social concern for you right where you where you just don't feel like you fit. You don't feel like you belong. Uh, You don't feel love. You don't feel love from other people. You don't feel love for yourself. It's just this overall feeling of like, life sucks. But at the same time, you know that if you find the right pattern of events or make the right move or do the right things, that you can somehow walk yourself out of it. And that's what I want to try to help you through today. So, first of all, I think the first step in any of this is to try to find a person you can talk to. Uh, You know, you might not feel like anybody cares. And it really sucks in a way to have to pay somebody to quote unquote care for you and listen to you. You know, like, so if you don't have people in your life where you, you feel like they're giving you the time or the attention or the love or the understanding, you know, it's almost like the worst thing you could feel is that you want to pay somebody to do this. Uh, but I, I think you have to look at it from the right perspective. You're not paying somebody to care for you, you're paying somebody. And when I talk about paying somebody, I'm talking about a therapist. You're paying this therapist to teach you or help guide you through the steps to care for yourself. And the more you learn to care for yourself and to be in touch with the value that you hold as a person, the more you're going to connect with other people who also feel the same way about you and about themselves, right? the other part of having a good therapist is that they can give you some perspective and insights and hopefully give you some steps to move forward in a healthy way and gradually step you out of the current feelings you might be having. And they're going to give you some stability. They're going to give you that anchor point, whether you talk to them once a week or more, um, you know, maybe less, maybe once every two weeks uh, I personally would think that if you are experiencing depression, I would want to talk to somebody at least once a week. And when you do that, it gives you some anchor point, something to look forward to, uh, someone you can vent to and and talk about things. Um, so it's not, you know, you don't feel like you have to explain yourself or your feelings to everybody else. You know, you always have this outlet. And then you can handle other relationships in a way that's maybe a little bit more productive for that relationship. So I would highly recommend the first thing you do is line up a good therapist or a couple of therapists to interview and try to find the one that works best for you. That might be a little bit challenging and that may also be the right kind of caring for you so that you feel comfortable with that person. So outside of that, how do we handle our daily lives ourselves when we're navigating with depression? I think, first of all, the the main goal for someone, if you're truly stuck and really don't feel like doing anything, if you're having a hard time functioning, then you really just want to focus on momentum. Right. You, you just want to take some positive steps forward, get the train moving out of the station, so to speak. So if, if you envision that like you're this, like you're this stuck vehicle, you just have to chug forward a bit and get a little bit of positive momentum moving forward. And sooner or later, like it might feel like it's really far away you might not see a way out of it yet. But you have to have just a bit of faith that if you'd make positive steps forward every day, you will build momentum and eventually get to that point where things seem just a little bit more automatic and successes seem to come to you a little bit more easy. It's just a matter of getting started right now. So what are some of the challenges to doing this? What are some of the challenges to, to moving forward and, and, and getting that momentum. Number one, I think for a lot of people is a lack of clarity. Like you just don't know what you want to do first. You you just have this like desire for comfort or feeling better or for the bad feelings to stop. And so you like really don't have a clear sense of how to move forward. And the way that I always kind of visualize this Uh, Was that like you know those mornings where you wake up and it's dark outside and it's really foggy? There's like a heavy, thick fog outside, and you can hear things in the distance, but you you're not certain exactly which direction it's coming from, Uh, but you you get a general sense of the direction you need to go, and that's kind of how I look at this. Like life is foggy right now, and you just have to start walking in the healthiest direction possible, and as you keep going. Eventually the fog begins to lift a little bit and you get just a little bit more clarity on the direction and the path that feels right for you. So gaining some clarity, you know, again, you're just taking those steps in the right direction. We talked about momentum, like not having that momentum. So sometimes like just getting out of bed feels like. Task or a chore in itself. And so, maybe in the beginning, just getting out of bed at a certain time is the goal that you have. And just building that habit and getting momentum in that way is the right thing to do. You know, a lot of times we have a lack of support too. Um, You know, this is a pitfall. It's, you know, unfortunate. It's sad. It's not right. But a lot of times people might not understand you. Maybe you grew up in an environment where you didn't get support and maybe that's why you are currently depressed. So you never grew up with a support system to give you the emotional support you need to teach you the skills that you need to navigate certain things, tasks, jobs, emotions uh, in a healthy way. And you're looking around and and you just don't know where to turn. And there are support groups. You know, I already mentioned going to a therapist. That's certainly number one on my list for anyone. But it's going to be hard to find a new person, especially with everybody in the world having their own issues and their own stresses. You know, it's hard to take on a new person uh, for anybody, right? Like making new friends as you get older is just a hard thing to do. And when you layer on the emotions that someone that is feeling the, or that is depressed, the emotions that they bring, it can be confusing for some people. And a lot of times, we don't even look in the right places for those people. So it's it's hard to. I am not saying don't do it. I am saying that the struggle is is that you currently have a lack of support if that's your the, an issue for you. And then it's also hard to decipher who the right support is going to be. And you know, I know that like you don't want to bring your problems to other people, so that's going to stop you from searching for support also. But you know, finding those people is important. It's just very hard. And I and I I understand that. So it's 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 a situation that I think as you grow and get more healthy, as you navigate through this, you can get some clarity there too. One of the biggest obstacles for you right now might be a lack of purpose or even a reason. Uh, A reason to get out of bed, uh, a reason to feel like you should even live, right? That's hard. And I think that there probably is something that exists for you. There's maybe a person that's special to you or that you are special for. Maybe there is a part of life that you enjoy that you're forgetting about. Maybe you have a pet. Maybe there is some greater purpose that you haven't even found yet. And if you feel that you don't have a purpose for moving forward, if you feel like you don't have a reason to move forward, I think the only thing that we can do, besides examining ourselves and maybe searching for one, is to have faith that we're here for a reason. That if we look long enough, we'll eventually find it. And that when we do, life begins to align for us, work for us, and it will feel that much better. That faith, I think, is a key part of this. Faith that it will get better. Faith that you will find your reason. And faith that it can get better for you. Another struggle that you might be dealing with is the current mess that you're in right? Maybe even problems you feel created by your own actions, maybe problems created by other people. But the current situation may be chaotic. It may be stressful, harmful even. And navigating that can be incredibly hard for anybody. But when you're depressed, it's that much harder. Because you don't have the energy, clarity of thought, willpower, all the things that even the most fully functional, healthy person, not experiencing anything that you're going through, even that person's going to have a hard time right now. The best you, the healthiest you is going to have a hard time going through that. And again, I think this is a matter of faith that What you're going through can make you stronger. You can learn from it and it does get better eventually, but that can make it hard. And that could be no consolation or little consolation if you're currently stressed to the max right now. And I get that. The last one I have here for you, the last struggle or hurdle you might have to go through is the fact that you really don't even give a shit. And I get that too, man. Like that feeling of, I don't care. Life sucks. Like, dude, I'm going through the motions and whatever, right? I don't care about the results. I don't care about what happens tomorrow. I don't care if I never get out of bed. And I get it. I get it, man. I've had those thoughts too. And I think that at that point in time, You know, again, you just have to think to yourself, but regardless, I will keep moving forward because I am not always going to feel this way. And you could probably point back to a time you didn't feel this way. I'm not going to always feel this way. And I will be able to enjoy my life, I will have something to look forward to. So. That's the struggles, the challenges that you're going to experience doing any of the things I'm going to talk about for the rest of this episode. So uh, I get it. I I do get it. Uh, And so anything that we do here, we're going to keep those things in mind. And we're going to remember that, you know, we're going to give ourselves grace. A lot of days are going to be messy. They're not going to be perfect, but the overall goal here is that forward momentum, that train leaving the station, the turning the wheels one time. And if we keep going, we're just taking a step, a step through the darkness, a step through the fog, a step toward that direction that is best for us in our lives. And we can get to that place where things will improve. We just need to get going forward but we don't want to do it in a way that we overexert ourselves or we accidentally go in the wrong direction. We want to do it with just a little bit of focus and just like a a mindfulness so that we keep ourselves within a healthy parameter and we don't overdo it. I guess that's the, 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 the main thing here. We don't want to overdo it. We just want to be aware of our body, aware of our mental state aware of how tired we are how stressed we are and we don't want to overdo it because that can set us back we just want to set a pace that is okay for us that is healthy for us so what do we do here what's our what's our our first thing that we want to do in trying to navigate this i think the first thing that i want you to do is create an outline or boundaries on what you will and will not do in your day. Bright lines, if you will. So you're setting up a couple of rules for yourself. And these are rules that you will always follow or things that you will never do. And I don't want you to make these too oppressive. I want these just to be boundaries for you, healthy boundaries for you, and things that you can manage and stack wins on a daily basis doing. And these will serve as a way to build consistency, to build habits, and will also improve your physical and mental health along the way. Some examples of these would be uh, having a solid go to bedtime, and a solid time to wake up. By doing this, you hopefully give yourself seven to eight hours of sleep. You build consistency in your day, solid parameters, routine, and has a positive physical effect on you. And one of the best things you can do for your brain health is get regular sleep. And so this is one that I would recommend to anybody, but in your case, I would absolutely Give yourself a solid wake-up time and bedtime that you will not sacrifice. So if you say you're going to wake up at 6.30 every morning, you wake up at 6.30. You can use Mel Robbins' five-second rule where you count uh, five, four, three, two, one, and just get up. No thought, you just get up. And the more you do this, the more you'll find that you can do it. And it's a win. It's a small win that, You know, you just started moving forward and you started your day with intention. I would absolutely do this first. Another bright line that I recommend is avoiding alcohol and drugs for obvious reasons, especially if you are someone with an addictive personality. It can only slow you down, whether you're using it to numb yourself or other reasons, stay away from it and create that bright line. If you need to join an AA group, if you need to get support, uh, this might actually be a great resource for you to help you navigate this. But I would absolutely avoid alcohol or drugs or anything else that you may be addicted to. I would focus on also uh, creating a boundary with food, and I'm not saying start a crash diet or... Uh, you know, do anything too extreme here. I think a lot of times, when people try to make changes in life, they they take on diets that are almost harmful in a way. I mean, they might be healthy for a lot of people, but if you try to do it too much in the midst of doing all of this other stuff, um, it, it can be overwhelming and exhausting, and it could also be robbing your body of the energy it needs to cope with making other changes. So. While I would not go on any kind of extreme diet, I think you might want to start developing rules on maybe omitting certain things from your diet. So maybe a sugar limit or no sugar at all. Uh, It could be like no processed foods. It could be no bread. It could be no fast food. It could be maybe no food after 8 p.m. But I would start with one rule, the one glaring thing that you know you need to make a change doing. And go ahead and and change that right now. And if you're successful with it, which I hope you are, if you're successful with it, then you you can layer on more. But I would not do any major dietary changes. Uh, The other boundary I would have is with people around you. Sometimes there are people that are harmful. And you can probably think of somebody like somebody probably popped in your head right now. There's somebody right now that stresses you out, that criticizes you that maybe you engage in activities with that are not healthy for you. Maybe you need to start creating boundaries with people like that. And then there's activities, right? There's unhealthy activities, the unhealthy activities in your life that you know are holding you back, whether it's too much couch time, uh, naps that are too long, you know, any kinds of distractions, you know, social media, TV, screen time in any, in any regard. There may be certain activities that you need to set boundaries around. And there's also like, you know, fun things you can do, you know, create an outline of, you know, I will read five minutes every day. Like that one quick little habit is a good boundary that you can create for yourself that just gets you in another space. You can learn something from a book or go into a Imaginary world in a book that is good for you, and through this whole process, what I'm trying to outline for you is a minimal acceptable effort level. And what an, a minimal acceptable effort for you would do, it, it's it it's basically that that step forward. It is that you know this is. What I'm going to do every day, no matter what, no matter how bad I feel, this is my minimum effort level. And this minimum effort level will still keep me moving forward, even in the worst days. So define what that is for yourself. It may be as simple as brushing my teeth, doing a certain amount of work maybe exercising for five minutes, maybe a two-minute meditation, maybe reading affirmations, waking up at this time, going to bed at this time, whatever for you the smallest amount of success is, that is defined as your minimum acceptable effort. And I would keep that in mind as you move forward. So the next step I have for you here is to find a reason to move forward. So fixate on one thing, one reason that you want to continue on every day and improve your mental health. I'll tell you for me in my own life, my kids are the number one reason I keep going, trying to give my kids a better environment, trying to spare my kids the feelings that I've had through life and trying to make my kids the healthiest adults that they can be so that they live life with just a little more passion and love and joy than I have. But if you don't have kids, if your kids are older, it could be your spouse. It could be a loved one that you have. It could be a dream that you have, some activity that you want to engage in, a place that you want to go, a mission to help others. Even if it feels almost impossible at the moment, it's not impossible over time as long as we take these small steps forward. And recently I spoke with someone about this and the conversation came to maybe the reason can be found in reconnecting with things you loved as a child. So thinking back to that younger version of yourself, who was maybe just a little bit happier or a lot happier, what did that child enjoy doing? And maybe we step back from the things we are doing right now, whether it's sitting on the couch or engaging in other things, maybe we step back from that and take a small step forward in doing the one thing that that child loved to do, even if it's silly, even if it is childlike, maybe reconnecting with that helps us discover a new path for ourselves that feels more authentic. And the bottom line is this, you deserve to wake up every day happy and hopeful, feeling like there is a reason you are here. And so taking a moment, maybe every day, to think to yourself about why you are here, to explore it. Maybe that is all you need to do to motivate you to get that energy to move one more step today. All right, our next step, step three in how we're gonna work this process, create a small, healthy routine. I don't want you to over plan your day. I just want you to create a routine, hopefully in the morning. I think a good morning routine would be best that just gives you, again, that small win that feels like a step forward when you finish doing it. And do it in the same order every day so that you're building it into your neural pathways. You're building it into your habits. And as you do it, every day you repeat it, it becomes more natural. And you start to get the benefits of all the physiological effects that doing something healthy for yourself first thing in the morning, what it does for you, the benefits, you'll get all of the benefits from that. And so, an example of this. Healthy routine might be waking up at that set time, stretching for two minutes, walking into the bathroom to brush your teeth, sitting down and writing one goal for yourself today that you're going to accomplish one step forward, saying a couple of quick affirmations to yourself, writing one appreciation or thinking to yourself, I appreciate. And then honestly thinking about that, like picturing the one thing you appreciate about today. It may be the sun. It may be a person in your life. It may be the fact that you woke up, that you have the opportunity to change. Whatever it is, take 30 seconds to really kind of live that moment. Maybe you do a two minute meditation. And then you do a five minute exercise. You walk around the block. Maybe you do something, some sort of cardio in your basement watching TV. Maybe you just do push ups or something like that, but something that gets your body moving. And then you jump into the shower. And this whole process can take as little as 30 minutes. And I guarantee. I know I have, we waste a lot of time doing other things. And if we can just spend 30 minutes doing, starting our day, doing incredibly healthy things for ourselves, it starts us off on the right foot. Even if it's only the only thing we do for ourselves in a day, or this maybe sometimes the only things we do at all. Maybe after this, you're like, you know what? Screw it, I'm going back to bed. Maybe you do. But if you keep showing up for yourself doing this little routine every day, it will have a positive impact on you. Step four is doing that positive action, that positive action, that one goal that we wrote in the previous step. Step four is understanding that you committed to do that, doing that action and then going ahead and doing that action. Just one priority action today. It could only be two minutes. It could be putting the dishes away. It could be putting out a job application. It could be, you know, working on a project for, 30 minutes. It could be going out to dinner with a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. It could be calling someone you love. Whatever that one priority is, commit to doing it. Do it. And then at the end of the day, reflect on it. Say to yourself, thank you for doing this. Think about the emotions you felt doing it. And after doing it, the hopefully positive emotions, but even if even if you did this and you felt bad, there's learning in that too, right? Maybe this isn't a priority for me. Maybe this shouldn't be a priority for me. Maybe this is actually harmful for me and I shouldn't do this again. That's okay too. The overall goal in going through these four steps is to take a small daily step forward to align our actions with health. So if we do the things that I talked about doing in the morning, if you do them every, every day, it's almost impossible to not improve your health. It's, 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 it's actually hard to not improve your health by getting up, stretching, exercising, uh, reading positive affirmations that are effective, uh, planning a priority and then accomplishing it. All of the things that we talked about will improve your health in some way it may not even be perceptible but it will improve your health and over time you will look back and say wow i am actually improving and that's a good feeling and as we're going through this process you are going to rewire your brain you're going to rewire your brain to take action take positive actions to get out of the habit Of looking at the negative, of thinking about the negative, of ruminating. And it's a habit that might take a long time to break. But as you are more mindful about doing positive things for yourself, it will rewire your brain to start looking toward opportunity and growth and health and good, good interactions, good actions, good activities. Good thoughts. And it almost sounds a little bit woo woo, I know. But in doing any of this, there's nothing to lose. And so now I get to like what my planner would look like. Like, how do I plan my day? I use my define my day planner. How do I define my day for myself if I'm struggling in a situation like this? Number one, I have good affirmations. At the beginning of my book, I have those affirmations written down. I am worthy. I can improve my situation. I can improve my health. I am valuable. Every day I take, take a step forward. And then I go to my habit tracker, my daily disciplines page, and I have the important things for me. I drink enough water. I eat, you know, my diet is, you know, based on whatever you said your your boundaries were, if you follow those boundaries, you check that box off. You exercise the amount of time that you set for yourself. And then maybe you have some other habits in there that are healthy for you. M- one of mine is getting to bed at the right time. I get to bed at 10 o'clock. That's one of my disciplines for me. If I go to bed at 10 o'clock the next morning, I can check off that that box. And when you see over time that you've checked off more boxes than not, Again, that's another point of progress while also getting the benefits of actually doing those things and all of the positive physical impact they have on you. And then when you get to your, when you get to your day, like how do you plan your day? Again, I I would not overexert yourself. You certainly want to take advantage of days where you feel good and you can do more. Certainly do that, but don't do it to the point where you exhaust yourself and the next day is reflexively bad. So for me, like one of my priorities might be taking care of myself, eating well, exercising and meditating, especially if those are things that I might be adverse to or or avoid and really not like want to do them. I'll make those priorities and recommit to myself that I'm going to do them. Maybe my second priority for the day would be to take a positive action. One small step forward. Like this, I will do this one 10 minute activity to improve my life. And then once that's done, it's done. You've accomplished it, right? And then there might not even be like on our page, we have three priorities, but you might not even fill in priority three. Maybe that was enough. Maybe it was enough, but maybe you find that if you've cut out a couple of things from your life, you've created boundaries where uh, you won't engage in certain unhealthy activities. Maybe you find yourself with more free time, which is a benefit. But if you don't have enough to do, the mind can start playing tricks on you also, right? So maybe then you need to take a third priority to fill some of this time back up with something that takes time in a healthy way. Maybe it's an extended walk in the woods. Maybe it's doodling. Maybe it's just going for a drive, but something that Takes your time, but in a healthy way. And then it distracts you in a good way from the other things that might not be so healthy. And then as we go down our page on here, we have this appreciation and we talked about it in that morning routine. You know, I appreciate. And what we want you to do with this I appreciate statement is really like, even if it's a struggle, write down something that you appreciate about right now this moment or something you get to experience today. Um, one of the saddest things I ever read from somebody, uh, they wrote on their book, I appreciate and she wrote nothing. And it's sad to me because number one, she feels that way. But number two, I want you to struggle to find that thing to appreciate. If it takes work to find something you appreciate, um that means you need to learn how to find things to appreciate. It means that, uh, you're so in the habit of not appreciating some of the things you have going for you. And I almost guarantee you, you do have things to appreciate. Someone has cared for you or you have something going on in your life that you could, if you look at it with the right perspective, you could appreciate it. And When we're in this place, it becomes work to even identify it or even have that appreciative feeling. But I think if you challenge yourself to do that, the minute you challenge yourself to do that, the minute you start changing your thought patterns to be more open to finding the good in the real challenges and when you don't want to find the good. When you almost feel comfortable in where you are currently, even though you also hate it, you still want to challenge yourself and say, I appreciate, I appreciate. I hate this activity, I appreciate, but I appreciate, I, I really hate that I'm doing this, but I appreciate. And then you say, the sun, getting to walk outside, the fact that I woke up, my dog, my kids, my spouse, that I don't have to listen to that guy's ridiculous podcast, whatever, right? Appreciate something today as a rule. Our next statement in our planning page here is I will avoid. These are the things that like we know harm us, right? It might be screen time. It might be alcohol. It might be People with certain attitudes. It might be TV, the news, uh, the things we know that like agitate us, that make us feel bad. And I know you can identify something right now. So, whatever's in your mind, you can write that same thing down every day. As in, like with the appreciations too, you can write the same thing down every day. Just do it in a way that is very intentional. I will avoid alcohol. Today, I will avoid alcohol. Tomorrow, I will avoid alcohol. Every day you write it down, I will avoid and just burn it into your brain. The next statement very similar to I will appreciate is I will enjoy. Uh that can be a hard one too especially if you don't feel like you enjoy anything. But again, it's setting that intention. It's challenging yourself. It's like I will en- god damn it I will en- I will enjoy something today. And maybe it's a snack at the end of the day. Maybe it's a walk outside, maybe it's playing with my dog, maybe it's getting to bed early, maybe it's watching a TV show. You know, these things we talk about, like TV, like we don't have to cold turkey it, right? We just have to limit ourselves. And maybe if we do the things that we say we're going to do for ourselves through the day, then at the end of the day, we get to enjoy 30 minutes of TV or an hour of TV. We just don't want to overdo it. And if there's a risk of overdoing something, then Maybe you just don't do it at all, but find a thing that you enjoy today and do that thing. Commit to yourself that you'll do that thing. And then finally, we sum this all up with a theme for today. And a lot of times what I recommend for someone that's going through depression is that the theme for today is one step forward. I will take one step forward and you might write that down every day. My theme, my theme for the month might be I'm taking one step forward and you can use that as a mantra when you don't want to get out of bed, when you don't want to get off the couch, when you don't want to do that activity, when you don't want to exercise, when you don't want to meditate, I'm taking one step forward. I'm taking one step forward. Here we go. Taking one step forward and you just keep thinking it like that's your theme. That's your mantra. That's, that's your thing. I'm going one step forward. Even if my results suck, I'm going to take one step forward. And that's it. So that's it. With When we plan our day, we have three priorities. Maybe they're focused heavily on our own personal health. Maybe one of them is a small step forward. We, 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 live in our mind our appreciation for a couple of seconds we avoid that thing that's going to knock us off our path or risks us going backwards we determinant we in a determined way get to enjoy something today and then we create that theme that mantra of for you whatever it is for me one step forward And so what are some other things you can do to help you along your path? There's, there's, you know, the, the good thing about this is there's a lot of options. So if you're, if you're experiencing depression, like the world seems limited, but fortunately again, that's perspective and you probably have a lot more options out there than you think, or that you're willing to engage in. And so number one, the, the biggest supportive action I would recommend is therapy. Again, you know, you can interview other people. If you have one bad therapist, it doesn't mean there's not another one out there that can't help you. And so I would look at it as, you know, you might not find the right one the first time and it might be a pain in the butt to try to find another one, especially because they're all so booked. But just because you go to one once doesn't mean you can't go to another one next time. So Make it a goal, and maybe this is a goal that you write in your planner, make it a goal to find a good therapist that fits for you, that challenges you just the right amount. Number two, supporting action. We've already talked about it. Sleep. Get good sleep. If you're not getting good sleep, read a book like Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson, find ways to get sleep. It's one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Exercise is another one. It's an, it's an automatic, built-in antidepressant. It uh, might not feel like it, but if you can increase how much activity you're doing just a little bit every day, uh, even if it's just a walk outside or jumping jacks or push-ups or whatever, increase your activity level. One of the ones that everybody keeps telling me is good for you, but I haven't done it because I actually don't think I can. I would feel too self-conscious about it, but it's yoga. Yoga is like a, it's like meditation and physical activity in one. If you can do it, if you're comfortable doing it, go for it. I personally am not, (laughs) but eventually I might get to the point where I am. Uh, The next one is diet and gut health. Uh, I'm a firm believer in uh, gut health and trying to improve that. I have not had the best diet in the past couple of years. I don't think my gut health is where it needs to be, but I'll tell you, I'm eating a lot of kimchi. <laughs> I am minimizing my processed foods and I am really making a strong effort to improve my diet because there's so much research out there now about how your gut health impacts your mental state. And you know, there's a lot of. Books out there, there's a lot of information out there. I would not do anything too extreme. I think basic rules for me are minimizing processed foods, eating uh, like things like kimchi or drinking kombucha, things that you know create or help build good gut health, uh, yogurt, stuff like that, and minimizing sugars and things like that. Uh, meditation is a big one for me. I started at two minutes using the headspace app and it was torture two minutes felt like torture but what it does for you is it helps you slow things down a little bit in your brain it helps you learn to switch gears Uh, you know the first thing you're going to notice when you meditate is that it's frustrating because you know you're supposed to be focusing on your breath or whatever and you'll realize you went off on a tangent and that's okay uh the You know, it's the act of identifying it and then bringing it back to your breath. That's the key point with meditation for beginners. Uh, So don't get frustrated with it. Just realize the harder it is, it's more of an indication of how much you need it. Uh, Sort of like exercise. If it's hard to get up and walk, that that indicates that you need more exercise. If it's hard to meditate, that means you need to meditate. And the benefits of that uh, impact the rest of your life every day, like every minute. Breathwork is another uh, sort of meditative practice that you can do. It's a little more woo-woo, and you can find some some apps online uh, on your phone that will help you with breathwork. But uh, I'll tell you, it, it's a little, you can get a little euphoric with breathwork. Um, I'm getting more into it now, but you can find some benefits to breathwork online if you Google it. The next uh, supporting practice is practicing focus. Uh, setting a a focus time for yourself. You know, whatever your limit is, like you might know, like right now, I can only focus on a task for like a half an hour and my mind starts to wander. Well, then you set set a goal for 35 minutes and you try to focus on a task for 35 minutes. Maybe you can't focus on anything for more than five minutes. So you set a goal for 10. Again, meditation will help you with this area too. Into the more experimental things. Um, I don't, I don't mean this in a recreational sense, but ketamine has shown some good positive impacts for people that have treatment resistant depression. There are a lot of schools and uh, hospital systems that are uh, in trials with ketamine. There are even some places online. That uh, do ketamine treatments, uh, you know, under controlled conditions, they'll like send you a kit, and you can do ketamine uh, treatments at home. I would not do it when you're not, you know, like don't do it recreationally. Uh, I think you need to have the supervision of a, of a medical professional. I've never done it myself, uh, but I know the research is very positive, so it might be an option for you. Uh, one of the things that's proven effective for a lot of people is doing good for other people whether you're volunteering at a soup kitchen or dropping off things a clothing donation center or volunteering at a a local church you can do good for other people and it's naturally sort of an antidepressant so even when you don't feel like doing it if you go out and do it anyway it's it's kind of a an improver of discipline, but then the result of actually doing it is also kind of a dopamine hit. Uh, Shadow work is something I've not done, but there are a lot of therapists that recommend shadow work. It's something that I, 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 it's on my list of things to try to look into. One example that I've heard about shadow work is like the, uh, like somebody asks you a question, uh, why doesn't anybody love you? and it's a hard question like, Oh if what? But you know, even if it's not a true question, when you hear it, you automatically think like, I know why, like I have this reason in my head that I don't want to answer, but I know in my head what, why nobody loves me. And it's not a true statement, but it's my internal demons <laughs> that answer it quickly. And so that's, uh, You know, uh, there are processes to help you, you know, work through that. Uh, I don't, I don't know much about them yet. I haven't done any research in it, but I've, I've heard good things. And then the last one that I actually have done work doing is reparenting. And there are some other people that I've seen doing this too, and you can look more into it. Maybe we'll talk about it more another time, but when you can try to heal that inner child to go back to those points in your life where you may have felt alone or upset or maybe even abused and and help that little guy or girl through it uh, it also helps the present you through it so reparenting is i think an effective technique to help you through this process now detrimental things i'll, I'll close this out with just detrimental things that i think you need to stay away from junk food I, I would stay away from sugars. I would stay away from fast food. I know myself, I had fast food for the first time in a while a week ago, and I felt awful the next day. I felt lethargic. I felt depressed. Um, maybe it wasn't the entire reason I felt that way, but it was, I think, a huge contributing factor. I would avoid excess anything, you know, whether it's social media, uh, excess laying around, alcohol, food, or criticism. Criticizing or being putting yourself in a place to be criticized, Uh, the news, anything that might trigger you or prompt you to feel worse, even if it feels good in the time, but if you walk away feeling bad about it or triggered or upset, I would make a plan to avoid that kind of stuff. Uh, We've talked about it already. I would also avoid overworking, overexerting yourself. Try to keep a consistent pace. Try to limit the back and forth between having motivation and crushing it and then collapsing uh, in a depressed heap. And uh, then the last part kind of touched on this too, but uh, certain people, you know, there are certain people in your life that just don't give you positive feelings, emotions. uh, Maybe they even make you feel awful about yourself. And I think I would make a plan to avoid people like that. So that's the episode for today. I thank you for joining me. Uh, This is an important topic for me. Um, And I I, I think that my feeling about all of this is that I don't want anybody to have to go through this, but I realize there are a lot of people who are. And there is hope to get better. In the exact mix of strategies for you might not be what works for somebody else. And what works for me, might not work for you, but there is a entire buffet of options. And there's things that fall on the side of improving your health. And there's things that fall on the side of making it worse. And unfortunately, when we're going through this, Tend to gravitate towards the things to make it worse, and it creates a downward spiral. And I don't want you to do that. I don't want anybody to do that. And we almost do it because it's kind of the life we were encouraged to lead, or we fell into, or maybe the people around us had bad habits. It's a lot of reasons it might have happened. But if we can learn to live life in a different way, we get different results. It's not impossible. And it's worth the effort to make the changes to get to that place where in a few months, a few years maybe, you look back and say, I'm glad I made that change. So I hope that for you. I hope you can take one small step forward today so that down the road you look back and go, man, I'm I'm really glad I did that. I believe that you can I know that you can. And I hope that you make that change today. I hope you decide today to make one small, healthy change. So keep moving forward. I will talk to you very soon in our next episode. Take care.